Yeah, we're talking about a company that's doing this for a quarterly earnings report. Like they're not doing this because they have to do it for the to, for the game to survive. Right. They need to they need to get more money. This and is maybe, the and even if they did, they could about, just right? stop paying their CEO so goddamn much and just save some cash that yeah. way. You know. Well, he's out, but he probably had like a trillion dollar golden parachute or something. So. <laughs> Scotch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 443 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the miscellaneous programmer. I'm Sam and I'm the artist. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Well, that was a big today's Today is, I wanted to get a little suspense in there. Yeah, I felt, well, felt Keep people on there. They didn't know what's coming. Nobody knows what I'm going to say next, oh. especially at this point. It hasn't been the same uh, thing for 500 episodes. Or it simply like. hasn't been. Oh, today is November 10th, 20 Jubilee. And before we go any further, we have a profanity warning. Profanity warning. Profanity. Yeah. Caution. Uh, we'd also like to thank our recurring supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net. Thank you so much for your recurring donations to help keep the podcast going. Uh, all right, so this is the same day as we recorded the previous episode. Uh, time means nothing. T- you know? Time is a social construct, and also we, we we've got a lot of scheduling chaos going on, so we got to kind of double dip on these, which means that nothing has happened since the previous episode. Yeah, to put us <laughs> to put us into some context, since it also you're hearing this a week after the last one, we had just talked about the play test we were about to run. Uh, we still then don't know anything about the outcome of that because. You know, Other than that, it went up just amazingly. For, yeah, I think we have a strong prediction that's going to go great. We're going to learn all kinds of great lessons. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, uh, or it'll go it'll go poorly. Those nope. are some possible outcomes that could Either happen. Either way, we're going to learn. You know, we're going to learn. Yeah, no matter that's what, what life is about. Uh, so there's just like a one little industry thing that I want to I want to kind of get into a little bit, oh, and yeah. then we'll just go right into some more questions. How does that sound? Uh, medium, okay. medium, medium. Well, I would say there's something scope creep in this <laughs> start of this listen, medium. Listen, if you have caught on by now, our style of answering questions is scope creep. Uh, mm. so it stands to reason that the questions themselves should also keep getting larger. That's fair. You know what I mean, that's fair. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, because that's balance. Now here's the, now here's the deal. What? Okay, BlizzCon happened. This is Blizzard's. Uh, you know, big convention where they show off all their new games and products and stuff. Is that uh, always is yearly the, or I thought didn't they skip a year or something? They skipped they stopped doing it during COVID. Um and they they finally brought it back, which uh, which as a kind of a side note, I think they lost a lot of institutional knowledge about how to throw this event uh during COVID because Blizzard lost a lot of people. And by lost you mean fired. They well, a lot quit as well. That's true actually. It was it was kind of a they just they just lost a lot of people. Uh-huh. Um and because they shut down all of their big events, then, you know, uh, presumably they did not keep those people on mm. staff for several years. So the one thing we could say about publicly traded companies is that they do not think in the long term. So just get all- it done, you know. Uh, so I I did hear quite a lot of rumblings about how the convention could you know, could have used a little bit more organizational hmm. Prowess. Mm-hmm. Things were a little janky. People got lost a lot. There were some weirdly long lines for things that shouldn't really even have had lines. You know, just a lot of odd things mm-hmm. going on. Uh, but they they announced uh, their new WoW expansion. Mm-hmm. So normally the way that they do this is they uh, they just like showcase what's coming in the next expansion and talk about some of the features and stuff like that. Uh, show a cutscene and then you know move on. 
This time, they announced the next three expansions at the same time, hmm. uh, which is, is interesting because they've also, for the forever, for probably like the past 12 years at least, they've been consistently talking about trying to get their expansions out in a faster cadence. Right. So, because it's very, you know, it's very difficult to like build an expansion for a game that you are also currently patching and changing because the expansion is supposed to, you know, pick up where the previous game left off. It's like, it's, it's an add on to the story. Right. And so for the long, for the longest time, they'd have this problem where they would release the final bit of content for the current expansion. And then a year would go by before the next expansion comes out and people just kind of run out of stuff to do over that year. You know, like they can release stuff and it keeps people busy for a few months. And then it's just, you know, it's just boring. It's just the same stuff over and over again. Right. So they're like, we got to speed this up. We got to figure out how to get expansions out quicker and make it so we don't have these long content droughts, mm. as they're referred to. Um, so my my thinking here is that, is that this is part of that, where they're basically like planning several year or several expansions at once as sort of like a trilogy, basically, with a lot more foresight about where they want to go with it. Right. So that so way can they can actually be building the next one before. Yeah, the so they can be done. building the next yeah. one while they're currently finishing up the, the, the current one. Um, but it's also the case that they've shrunk the expansions dramatically. That over makes the past sense. Decade. That makes actually a lot of sense, though, if you're trying to plan three at once to bring the scope in, because as we actually just talked about the previous episode before this playtest, like the reality is the more stuff that's happening in the first one, the more stuff that has to be happening in the second and the third one. Yeah, so you kind of got like, up. Yeah. yeah, you really got to be pretty freaking lean on those yeah. if you're planning three at a time. You know? and, and what's been kind of interesting is that like almost all of the things that they're talking about um, story-wise in these next few expansions that will be like major story beats are these kind of like loose threads that have all opened up over the past 10 years, mm-hmm. 10 years where like there's, there's been this running joke because there was this in, in I think it's probably like 20, I don't know, maybe 2017. It's been like six years or something since this happened in the game. This giant godlike being literally stabbed the planet with a sword that's like the size of a moon. Okay. <laughs> so like there's a zone that you can go to and there's this sword that it's like, like you just I look up and like, you just like can't see the top. Mm-hmm. Like it goes up into space, like the hilt of the sword. And so the, the next expansion was then like, oh my gosh, this sword like stabbed into the planet and that had some you know consequences. Right. But then, the, then <laughs> the, we just left it there. Like the sword is just sitting there stuck. Well, you're not supposed planet. to pull it out. He been stabbed. I mean, you know, yeah, don't, don't pull it. Yeah, it's but it's kind of. It but it's basically like it was weird that like, lo, like story wise in the game, it was kind of like, oh, geez, and then and then that was everybody it. just <laughs> kind of moved on. <laughs> it's so. It's so uh, it kind of so there's like this kind of Game of Thrones where it's like they open up some interesting new thread and they're just like, oh, that didn't happen. Oh, I, I don't remember saying that. Yeah, and so there was this so there's this running joke uh, among the WoW developers where people would ask them about the sword and they'd go, "What sword?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so nice. and so actually like in the new and the in the new uh expansion that's coming, they specifically had that sword in the in the cinematic that they released mm. and and they had like a big statue of it at BlizzCon and it's like this next expansion is a, now about the consequences of that yes. actually and us trying to fix it. Um, and then like they're they're tying in all these other story threads that like up until now it felt like stuff was just kind of happening mm. in the stories with no real kind of like resolution or or plan of like where that was going to go. 
Um, and now they're actually kind of trying to make it cohere mm-hmm, better, mm-hmm. which is good. All right. But I, I want to. Okay. So they got this sword that's going into space. Presumably, this enormous sword made out of like indestructible material, blah, 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 can support it its would, own it weight. have to going be. up. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, I mean, that's a space elevator. Yeah. I, I feel like this could, this could really launch the new space industry. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's why a is huge it, win so, why is it there? Wow. Why is the next expansion of wow in space? Well, we have already been to different planets a bunch of times, and there's demons that have spaceships and stuff. So, like, we've already been. There's, it's fine. We don't need to go back to space. Mm, okay, it's just more enough. demons. There's out demons there. in there. You come back. There's and get demons your gun everywhere. And go back. You know. <laughs> yeah. I guess also if you, uh, as like the important, the most important thing to know about space too is there's fucking nothing in it, right? So even though demons, well, it's but the demons. the demons are on some planets. You know, that's they're true. Like, yeah. They're not, that's and true. even if they are in space, they're so diluted by the sheer scale of space. There's no demons out there. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you do got to stay on the planet to do anything interesting, unfortunately. That's yeah, true. and also like this is a universe with like mages that can open up portals to other dimensions and stuff. So like, yeah, f- who gives a shit Look about shit. space? Space, space, you know? space, space is, is terrible. It's boring and terrible. There's no yeah, reason s- to be. Yeah, in skip there. the space. Just teleport. Yeah, to go the, to the, the planet. Yep. That's the good part, you know. Uh, but so with all this stuff, so that's all positive stuff, and okay. I think. Those things are kind of like taking the game in a, in a pretty good direction. But there's this one thing that they decided to do that is is a controversial decision, which is they decided that this next expansion they're going to release with a three-day early access period for – and I, I believe it's an extra $30. Mm. So so if you bought the expansion and you, and you pony up an extra 30 bucks, then you get a three-day head start on leveling your character – uh, learning all the new game systems. I would like to guess blah, that blah, this blah. would also f- start on a Friday in their major sales zones like North America. Probably, yeah. UK, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. So this uh, is also what Blizzard, or not Blizzard, what Bethesda did with um, yeah. Starfield. Yeah, this is kind of a, a popular new thing that's starting to happen, which is like, oh, you like cash in on the hype, literally. But like there's people who are hyped to play the game and you can just, you can just move like – this is all fake in terms of the game's launch date. The company decides when to launch the game, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, they could just launch it three days earlier and let everybody play it three days earlier. But they realize that if we just don't do that and just charge extra money, then people will just pay it's for like it. It's like a fast pass, you, you know? know, like a amusement park, right? I think what's fascinating about this is that is that historically, WoW gets DDoS attacked basically every launch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just- the thing is, if this is a single player game, maybe one of the, or, or like, I don't know how to put it. The reality is that like, we, we've talked a lot about server load problems when it comes to launching stuff, right? It's actually yeah. not, it's not necessarily a bad idea to have like a phased way. It's a nice way to, to cleave the player base in two to spread out the load. Yeah. yeah. Which can be great, but also and, like. But has other consequences. Yeah. And in a social game too, right? Has consequences. But then the main one I'm thinking of is like, if I pay 30 bucks for that, but then like the game is just DDoSed into hell for usually the first two or three yeah. days, then like, what yep. am I paying for? 30 what was the point of that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's usually, is that what happens? That's what happened last time. It's They've like gotten days. much, much better about it. Okay. Um, yeah. They, they do always get DDoS attacked. Whenever they, whenever they poke their head out in, mm-hmm. in any scenario, they get DDoS attacked. Um, they also they, just dramatically increased the incentive for people to DDoS attack. Well, that's what I'm saying yeah. is like, this is, this is inviting that. And like, Man. I don't know because people people already did stuff like they would take they take the week off uh, for a new expansion launch because they want to 
be able to take their time and like see all the things that the expansion has to offer, uh, check out all the new zones, really like watch the cinematics and not just skip past them to make sure you can level fast enough to catch up with your friends, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all, all that kind of stuff. Cause it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird game because they do tell stories and they do have lots of like great environments and all that other stuff, but it, but it's largely built around this competitive end game scene that is very much a go, 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 go. Like let's yeah. kill things real fast, you know, uh, it's basically calm as a single player game and very, you can just kind of do stuff at your own pace and then hyper competitive if you're in that particular, if you yeah. want to play you with. Kind of think about it like it's a lobby game with these like really intense game modes, but where the lobby is just the do world. The world. Yep, yep. Um, and you don't really get to do the stuff until you've hung out in the lobby long enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like done, like built up your character and all that stuff. And so, so the problem now is like, like Sam was saying, it's a social game and this this is this kind of the worst version of of monetizing FOMO, fear of missing out, mm. where where like so I'm in a I'm in a group of about 25 people and we do these mythic raids which require 20 right so we have like our roster of 25, um, and let's say like 20 out of the 25 all buy that early access thing, so they're all going to be leveling together and they're going to mm. be starting the end game content together. And I will be, if I don't buy that thing, I'll just be sitting there watching them, having a great time. They'll be talking about all kinds of stuff that I don't know what the fuck they're talking about because I can't play. I can't see it, right? And the gamble is that I would feel bad enough about yep. missing out on that and not and not being included with my friends. In yeah. essence, they I actually just charge an extra $30 for the expansion. Hmm. That's actually yeah. what happened, right? It's just charging $30 extra with extra steps where the, those extra steps are you feel really bad about yeah. yourself. And it's it's like what, what bothers me is that this is a very cynical – Oh, yeah. It's gross. Move. Right? It's basically like we can just kind of do this and people will feel bad and they will pay us money to stop feeling bad. I don't know. It's really I think what it is. There's right? a question there for me, which is like, well, I mean, I get that for one. I, I agree on the angle. Yeah. But I think <laughs> you can take a very cynical angle on it. But I do think there's always, there is always that question of basically to what to what degree if you're if you're running a business or selling a game or any of that stuff, these decisions about that allow you to in some ways make more money. To what degree are they fair game versus not? You know, because it's like I think about it as it depends. I mean, it, I, it, uh, it, it always, always depends, and I, and I agree completely with Seth that this is. Not good. This is not. It feels good. particularly not good because because of the fact that there's this catch up problem, and it's essentially saying like the. So let's, let's say for example, what if they said you can play it three days early, but the the end game content doesn't open up. That's what they're doing for everybody until the week after or something like that. Is that what they're doing? Well, no, it's it's no, it's 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 just during those three days the end game content is closed, so you can't do dungeons or, or like s- some stuff like that. The full season doesn't start until usually like a week or two weeks in in. Right. But why well, the they just like, delay all of that by like a week so that, yeah, you get to play early, but people don't have to then come back in and like. Well, because if they did that, then people wouldn't feel so bad about missing out on those three days, right? So, yeah. yeah. No, like, like, yeah. The thing is like, it's meant to make you feel bad and then you will, you will pay to alleviate the yeah, pain. I think like, this, right, this, this was like, fine with the Bethesda, like when Bethesda did it for Starfield, like I, I was, I was mostly just like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I was like, cause I just chose not to do it because I was like. If, if well, I was it's a, more about content, it's just like, okay, yeah, I, like, I'll yeah. see it when yeah, I see it. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm a huge, like, I love the Fallout franchise, but I also know that Bethesda is real fucking hit or miss when it comes to games. <laughs> and so, so if this was around like the Fallout 4 time when I still like really trusted Bethesda, I would have been, I would have been spending that money that weekend. I would have actually honestly felt totally fine about it mm-hmm. because I didn't trust them anymore. I was like, I'll just wait. 
and save 30 bucks, you know? Yep. Uh, and, but, you but either way, I was, yeah, yeah, I was missing out a little bit because people are talking about the game, right? But that's a very different thing where people are talking about a single player game and like, and you're trying to avoid spoilers and you're, but you also want to be part of the hype cycle, you know? So, right. but, this but that's is, so very we're different. territory where like the monetization aspect of the game is actually impacting the, the designed experience of the game, right? Yeah, because it, it always does a little bit. Uh, even, I mean, even if you have a game that's pay up front versus not, right? But but in the case where you have this full access pass being given to, yeah, yeah, basically early, uh, like paying extra money to get get in early, but then everybody else has to catch up anyways. Then yeah, you do create this really kind of like yeah dirty feeling. Like it's the it's the monetization version of saying the, the quiet part out loud, which is like this is them saying. We don't actually give a fuck about whether you're having a good time. Hmm. It's it's them saying, we're here to make money. And if sometimes we just have to literally separate you from your friends, <laughs> which so is the can, whole fucking reason. access back to your friends. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which is the whole reason you play this game is to play it with your friends. And you're already we paying will us money do to that. hang out with your friends. In this well, game. realistically, yeah. here's a yeah. question for you, because I don't know exactly the context of it. Like if you, let's say it, let's say it starts on Friday. The early access does, and then I start on a Monday because I'm assuming this is exactly how this could be now. Yes. Um, yeah. You're also you got you got your whole like weekday versus weekend effect happening. But let's say let's yeah. say that it takes me a week to catch up to where you guys had gotten to by the time I start. Yeah, because you're playing on the during the week. Yeah. And you don't have as much time. Is yeah. it because yeah. you are right there? Because the following it's going to maximally make it cynical because that is what they're going to do. They're going to yeah, make it cynical. Yeah, it's going to be on Friday, guaranteed. But like, is it yeah. is it going to be? Is it actually that bad that I'm like caught up by? I don't know the next. Well, week? it's it's bad because think about it this way. Like, let's say there's like 15 people in your mm-hmm. in your group who who are who paid this extra money, and then there's like 10 who didn't. Right. So those 15 people will essentially be synced up on like Tuesday when, when you can finally play. They'll all be max level and ready to like start doing dungeons and start doing the stuff at the end of the game and, and learning it. Right. And then you have to basically uh, either ask them not to and ask them to wait so that you can catch up and like do it on the weekend. But now feel this extreme pressure to do mm-hmm. everything as fast as possible. Yeah. So, so you're going to have a bad time. the game that was created that mm-hmm. you bought. Yeah. So you're just going to skip all the cutscenes, just blaze through the quest. Like, I just, I got to catch up. I got to catch up. Right. So you're just going to have a bad time and they're going to have a bad time waiting for you. Right. That's not even what's going to happen though, because this is a prisoner's dilemma problem. Yep. Right. Yeah. Because like if one of those 15 people is like, well, fuck this, I'm just going to go you know, join a pickup group, right? Then they start getting ahead of the other 14 people who were at max level waiting for you. And those people are going to start feeling like they're missing out. So they're going to form their own groups and they're going to just start doing the dungeons. But the dungeons have a weekly lockout. You can only do the dungeons once a week, Mm -hmm. right? So everybody's going to do their dungeons for the week. And now they're not going to run dungeons with you by the time you catch up. But (laughs) is it it the case that if there's, let's say if there's an equal number of like half the user base goes early and half does the normal launch time. There will be people for you to play with in both cases. It probably won't be your friends. (laughs) And that's, that's the cynical part, right? It's like it, like on paper, it's like, yeah, you can still level up at your own pace and you can still do whatever you want. That's always been true. Right. Right. right? But But that's not, that's reality. not really what and, the experience and is. you know that if you're a designer at blizzard maybe if you're a business person you might not because you know i'm not really sure business people know how to think about stuff but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> certainly design <laughs> design but, mm-hmm. but like we always talk about this like you have to video game design is all about incentives analysis and trying to figure out if we yeah. dis, if we do this what is what does the plan oh yeah no it's going to produce a bad feeling i mean the yeah. question is, is basically the question of um the reality of the depth of the bad feeling versus yeah. The question is how bad, right? What because you know everyone likes to get mad about 
stuff that is happening. Yeah. So I mean, your 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 mileage is going to vary, right? Because like, if you and all your friends all pay the extra thirty, you're going to have a great time, right? And if you and none of your friends pay the extra thirty, you're also going to have a great time, right? right? Yeah. But if there's it's just, just uh, one up, or right? two people, you know, well, and, probably and like, for for people who are like in your camp where this is a more intense, you know, sort of like hobby, semi like a recreational hobby, basically, because you guys are mm-hmm. you try to function at a really high level with it. It's going to hit that group particularly hard versus yeah, because like, there's I, people who. Well, you have to play intensely, pool. but don't have ex- a lot of extra cash, right? And so it's like, yeah. it is going to be the case that of, of my group of 25, there's going to be probably about 17 or 18 who pay the extra and right. the others. And like, and like in, in many cases, the, like the people in those two groups have historically uh, formed their own groups and played with each other and leveled up together mm-hmm. every expansion for the past 10 years. Like that's part of the expansion launch for them is, is back with your, doing back with that, your bandmates, with, that you know? with that group of people, yeah. right? And now it's like, now they have to decide like, do we donate money to that person so that they can get it? Do we, do none of us buy it now? Like, and like some some of them just like bought it instinctively because like they're just used to buying like the collector's edition, blah, 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 yeah, right? right? And so a bunch of them like already just have the early access locked in before they really like checked in with other people to see what they were doing. Well, and it's like, going well, to hit your crew <laughs> hardest because, because of the total volume of people too, right? Because it's like, yeah. when I play- We're a team. Yeah, I mean, if I play- like, It's a game people. designed around guilds, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. yeah. yeah. it's like, like, this is just, this is such a cynical business move to just say like, wow, we can just like separate these people from the people that they really want to play with and then charge them to get back together <laughs> again. So like, holy wise. fuck. That's really <laughs> gross. And, and like they and they had all kinds of just total bullshit explanations for like why this was a totally fine and good thing to do because they got asked about it on panels and stuff, you know. And, I always find uh, business people trying to explain these things so fucking funny. Because, they're not yeah, be the ones like, to answer just the say it. Yeah, we yeah, all know the real answer. Yeah, yeah. just say true, it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the designers aren't allowed to actually explain it, so yeah. they're yeah, they're left on the hook trying way. to come up with bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. like and it, and I and I think the problem is they, they can't say it because it's. There's no justification. Now, like, here's the thing. If the game, let's say the game had like not that many players left and it needed an infusion of cash and the, the existing player base loves the game and they would hate for the game to to go away or whatever, right? Even in that scenario, you can't fucking do this but because you can, you can, you can also, do other things. Well, you can also get, do the, the whole like, you know, right? oh, we... We want to like ease server load. Like we historically have had really rough launches. We're going to ease server load yeah. and give some people early access and finish out kind of bug tests. And then we'll do like a shutdown and push a final Again, patch. Just do a random lottery then and yeah. like phase people in in groups. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's, there's always a way to solve any of the problems that they talked about that don't involve whatever this is. Well, yeah. Right? I'm saying and like, it so can still involve can money though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, but I think that's it's that combination of like doing this and then not actually accounting for the downstream consequences, right? Where, yeah, that's the big one. Because like again, right. if you if you could punt it, where it's like you don't everybody by the time that's by the time that all the dungeons open, or whatever else, it's like it's the week after or something. So it's like yeah. it's more like you just got to play early. It's not necessarily that you're now like forcing like, a sync yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah if everybody like, gets to get synced back up, then not cool. That's without yeah. them having to feel like they you know they are suddenly like. Behind and they don't get to watch mm-hmm. the cutscenes, blah blah blah. Or if yeah, they're hand waving and they're like server load, or, you know. Okay, because yeah, again, like sure. there there have to be consequences to this, or else people wouldn't do yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it has to create this FOMO. It has to create this feeling of if I don't pay this thirty dollars, if, if I don't pay a fifty percent price increase, or whatever, mm-hmm. then uh, you know, then bad things will happen, or I won't have as good of a time, or whatever, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. Um, 
I think I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Because the problem is like, yeah, I want to play with my friends, but also fuck this, right? Yeah. Because like, where does the, because like they, they'll, just, we're keep, they'll about, just keep pushing this stuff. Yeah. We're talking about a company for that's her. doing this for a quarterly earnings report. Like they're not doing this because they have to do it for the, to, for the game to survive. Right. They need to, they need to get more money. This and is even, the and even if they did, they could about, just right? stop paying their CEO so goddamn much and just save some cash that yeah. way. You know? Well, he's out, but he probably had like a trillion dollar golden parachute yeah. or something. And they're going to so hire somebody else. <laughs> they're going to bring in somebody else for another hundred million dollars a year, right? It doesn't really matter yeah. that he's going yeah. out. It's, so it's kind of like, this didn't need to happen. It's didn't need to happen for the company's survival. Well, I think that's um, part of the problem with this because, because like you're saying, if like, if, if a beloved game is going to go down in flames because like the company Running out of money, and people trust the company and believe the money is being well managed, right? Then you could sell almost anything. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's yeah, it's, not, it. it's not inherently like it's not going to be an inherently terrible thing. It's just like contextually, it appears. I think to be I done think the no I think care, the combination you know I mean? in this case of the design problems it creates that are not being addressed. So yeah, it's for a game solved. like this, yeah. there's just no good way to do. But yeah. then it's and then the, the kind fact of makes me think coming like, from a company that nobody trusts anymore. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So that the well, idea that like, oh, they just, they need the money because it's like, no, this is a mismanaged company, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody believes that. Nobody, yeah. It, nobody's feeling good that they're giving Blizzard more money. Yeah. Right. They're just trying to alleviate just, the pain yeah. being caused by the company. Yeah. yeah. And this also kind of then it's, it's one of those, I never, I don't like to make slippery slope arguments, but at the same time, in shitification is, is a slippery slope mm-hmm. yeah. covered with shit. It's very slippery. It's, it's the worst. You're, you're sliding right down. Because the thing is, well, um, if they're willing to throw this many people under the bus like this um, and and monetize that kind of a, a bad social experience, then there's there's nothing really standing in the way of them doing that for just major patches. For anything. Uh, in right. between, right. Right? right? Because like every expansion, they'll they'll have several major content patches where they were like release a new raid, a new zone, and stuff. And those are a very similar experience where suddenly everything ratchets, and you've got a bunch of work to do to kind of like catch your character up and get ready, right? Um, there's nothing really stopping them from just taking the same philosophy and being like, "Hey, we're going to do a twenty dollar early access for each of these." Mm-hmm. content patches, right? Because if they can make a fuckload of money doing it in this one context, mm-hmm. they would, but from I mean, a business perspective, to your point, be, like, to your point, like this, this kind of a thing doesn't have to be It's bad. a battle pass. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, it doesn't out. have to be bad, but the way that it's, that it's implemented within the context of World of Warcraft specifically, which again yes. is a guild-based game, right? Yeah. That's the whole fucking thing, right? Uh, and the way they designed all their weekly challenge, the way they designed everything makes it so that doing this just is bad. There's, it doesn't do anything good for anybody. It creates a lot of bad things for people. Um, but there are other contexts, like you said, with the battle pass and that kinds of stuff, right? Where, where depending on what is being sold to you, they can just be totally fine. Yeah. Right. And I actually think about this, and this is kind of hilarious because we use this one. There's one example from from uh, World of Warcraft's origin that we love to use as a design principle, which is the problem that they had of rested experience versus XP fatigue. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so just as a quick recap, in this game, you level up your character. Uh, if you've been logged out for a while, then when you return to the game, you have this section of your experience bar will show as rested experience, where because you were logged out for a while, they're going to give you double experience for some so certain amount, right? And and that feels really cool because it feels like since you've been logged out for a little while, then you can now like kind of catch up to the mm-hmm. fact that you weren't playing, right? Well, they originally had this system called experience fatigue, 
where uh, after you played for a little while, you would start gaining half XP. And if you logged out for a while, then you would mm-hmm. gain, you know, you would gain Go that, that portion yeah. where you're getting, yeah, which is literally the exact same outcome, mm-hmm. which is log out for a while, get twice as much XP. And then after that chunk, you get half as much as you were during that initial period, right? But by framing it as XP fatigue, people were like, I fucking hate this. This game is punishing me for playing it. Mm-hmm. And then when they, they just reframed it. As and now it rewards you for coming back. Right. It reward, yeah, it's a reward, right? And so the problem with this is like um, they, they do have ways to monetize catch-up mechanics. Yeah, totally. So for example, you can buy a, a token that like levels up your character to, to max. max level. Mm-hmm. So that way you can like start playing with your friends on a different character or something like that. Um, that's monetizing you your ability to play with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it's all the same shit. But you get to make a choice there, which is do I play the character I was playing that's already at that max level or whatever, or do I spend well, I think some contextually money? it's important, right. which is that because it's not just a it's not just a co-op experience game. It is its own little yeah. in some way single player and, experience means that you're gonna yeah. miss that that's the that's the rub is the fact that it's both put together means yes. that oftentimes you're gonna have these things that feel wrong in terms of any of this more aggressive monetization stuff on one part of the experience. Because if it's a single player thing and like, yeah, I could buy a token to just be max level. Let's say day one of this expansion. Let's say, I don't want to because I, I want to go play through you the world. You want to play I it. Want to see <laughs> yeah. I don't want to skip it. You know, that's the point. But then if I have to, because of X, Y, or Z, then you get, uh, you see what I'm saying? Like it's a, they have two different games actually put together here. And that I think is what makes it hard, very hard for any other monetization scheme to not feel in some ways shitty because it will feel shitty because the context of players in where they're playing this game shifts dramatically for being a single player or even just like a world experience thing moment to moment enjoying your time to being a just an entirely different beast at the, at the top end. um yeah that's tricky yeah so it's there is a lot of framing stuff there's a lot of psychology stuff but like where this thing landed not good not good not good at all <laughs> and there's not really a good way to frame it either uh nope. so uh, we'll we'll kind of see we'll kind of see if they end up tr- backpedaling on some of those details or specifics and and all that stuff. But um, I think as it as it stands, like like if they had said, hey, if you pay like an extra thirty dollars, we'll give you like two character boosts where you can like boost to start leveling. You know your new ca- like I'd be like fuck yeah, like then I can like. I'd, I'd pay that and then like I could get a couple extra characters mm-hmm. that I could play with my friends with, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. that There's is, other ways to again, like, right. Yeah. Like that's me paying money to play with my friends in a certain way, yeah. right? There, but that game my choice. <laughs> infinite things they can monetize, right? And there are infinite ways they can monetize it pretty well, actually. Like the fact is no one wants to spend money. We all know this, right? So, so that's always true, but people are still willing to and they're and they'll be upset about it or happy about it to varying degrees, depending on the thing. But the game, yep. the scale and scope and complexity of mm-hmm. World of Warcraft, with a user base yeah. as huge as that user base is, who love the game and love mm-hmm. to hate it both, right? But like, who love the game and like, and hang out there as a hobby. There's so many ways you can monetize that thing that don't have to be gross. Yeah. The thing you don't want to monetize is social isolation. Yeah. yeah. What that, the fuck? Like, don't, like, don't... Put it just, yeah, put it somewhere else. Yep. Uh, all right. So anyways, we'll see what happens with that. Let's get on to, uh, let's get on to some questions. Uh, these questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. And the highest uploaded question comes from Eki Aikenfell, who says, longtime listener, first time asker. Thanks for, mm-hmm. thanks for asking. Background. I'm a web dev graduating from college this fall. So to start off with. Congratulations. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so to start off with, I don't like AI, LLMs, in terms of how they're peddled. However, I use Copilot because it would be dumb not to. But this, is, yep. 
this is an interesting dichotomy there, which we'll talk about. <laughs> but this is because I treat Copilot more like really good autocorrect and an assistive tool and not an expert system, which takes the primary role, which is what it is marketed as. TLDR, how do you feel about the mismatch between the marketing uses and mechanics of AI? Yeah, this is actually internally consistent as a question for exactly that reason, which is the, yeah. the part you're talking about being upset about is people are talking about LLMs as if they are expert systems that are oracles of truth, right? Which is also mm. my beef with all of it, which is they're not thinking systems. They're not, they're not, they're not aware of anything. They, they, they have approximate knowledge of, of many things. things. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're really good though at generating stuff that, uh, that can be true or at least can be useful, right? Um, in the same way that a person can, right? And so I, I have exactly the same philosophy as the question asker, which is, which is I also hate the way people talk about and advertise L LLMs and AI because they're doing it as snake oil salespeople, right? Like they're, they're, they're doing this as a cure-all, like hey, this is going to solve every problem and look, it can fix any business problem you have, any, any life problem you have, you can do anything with these things, right? And it is true that as a tool set, LLMs can really help with tons of things if they're used appropriately, right? Uh, it's an extremely powerful tool, and because language is their general purpose tool, then so is an LLM, right? Uh, so there's a truth there that is being exploited by just gross, just gross money people, you know? Uh, so I agree. I hate that too. It's horrible, right? Uh, but also, if you don't, it is, these are general purpose tools, though, that if you can find ways to use them where you treat them as the tools that they are, not not as oracles of truth, but as, like you said, fancy autocomplete, basically, right? Then you can get an enormous amount of benefit in your day-to-day -day doing stuff where there's kind I think of there's, I mean, I think there's a there's a middle ground that's way more accurate, though, because I have a very large beef with the concept of it being a fancy autocomplete. Because in my mind, LLMs are people. It's so, yeah, it's also so wildly <laughs> off-base. In the same way, they're calling it an oracle well, off-base. But I'm calling it a fancy uh, autocomplete. Like, what? Well, to, it, okay, is to actually, it is actually definitionally a fancy autocomplete in that what it does is it predicts the next tokens in a sequence given the prior tokens in a sequence, right? It, it literally like is a fancy autocomplete. It's like we talk about with design. This is a problem with like, as a programmer, you're understanding the functional bits and bobs of what it's talking about. But from a design experience, the experience of using one of these things is not that I'm interacting with a thing that's statistically placing the next blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not what the experience of interacting with, you know, one of these GPTs is, whether it's code or whatever else. It's well, not, it, it's is, not it, it is actually, I would describe it as accurate to my experience of using it for Copilot. Um, in that what it does, like what GitHub Copilot does for me, is it takes what I'm about to do and just does that so I don't have to type it out myself, right? Like, it literally is a fancy autocomplete. Like, like just literally, definitionally, like, you know, in the context in, of... In that, in that context. In that yeah. context. The context of GitHub Copilot. Yeah. There are other, there other like, things I use it for that I agree are, are not... Well, what, that, but what, that is, it, what is it completing is my problem with this? Because autocomplete completes words, right? No, completely. Well, it, no, or it fixes or fixes a word. My problem is, right, I think, I think it's, I think it's because like you're thinking of autocomplete a different way than I do, which is to me, autocomplete is basically saying taking the thing that I intend to do and then doing that thing for me. And it doesn't yes. mean specifically like put a word in where I wanted to put a word because that's what we think of because old school autocomplete pre well, this, this right? is what I, this is what I'm trying to say acts on a per word basis, but to yeah. me this is just now acting on a per sentence basis or per code block basis, but it's otherwise the same. Well, that's that's why I think that's my point though. It's just like it's it's. It's the same in terms of like you're starting to do a thing and then this thing is able to take over and just do it. But in terms of the complexity of the thing, it's able to take over and do. And again, for when you talk about marketing, okay, because like this is the difference to me. It's like when you're talking about a marketing message here that reaches, say, I don't know, 
r- regular folks, you know, regular people don't understand anything about many of the programming basis of, of whatever's happening. It is, it is functionally far more like not, it's, it's far less like autocomplete, which is saying like, I typed this word poorly. Typically I typed this word poorly. Um, and I need something to fix it. Right. That's usually what people mean when they talk about autocomplete. Like a text. I would think of that as autocorrect, but which is a yeah. different category of thing. Or like, or I guess when, yeah, when you start typing, when you're typing a word and then it gets, it, it finishes it for you in your little, as yeah. you're texting or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but those, can, those it get, can it accurately guess what you're about to do? Is what yeah, yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is like the 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 chain that it can act, like the size of that. Like you said, it goes from goes from a word to paragraphs of guessing accurately what you're trying to do. I do think the reality is that that is so large that calling it autocomplete when it's what is it what is it completing for you when it's like it's not just completing a even a thought. It's completing like essentially a project. This is where this is a where, little inaccurate. So this, this is why I said what I said when I said LLMs are people. If you think about them as people, mm-hmm. as in like if you need a person to do something and, and you can have an LLM do that thing, then you would you should treat the output the same as if a person had done it. Yeah. Right? Agreed. So for example, you can get an LLM that is like a subject matter expert in something, programming or, you know, some set of knowledge or whatever, right? If a person is an expert in something, that doesn't mean they're infallible. <laughs> that in just fact, means they it often means it, that they are just spouting complete bullshit. They've got they've got a specific <laughs> narrow set of biases, right? Yeah. And so the thing is like that is what an LLM is, right? Like if you ask an L, an, a specialized LLM that's an expert about a thing to do a thing, it's going to do that thing in a kind of a similar way that an expert human would which means it's going to have errors sometimes. It's not going to be uh, 100% truthful about everything. It's going to misremember certain things. It may write code that doesn't work. Hey, you know who else writes code that doesn't work? Every programmer mm-hmm. ever, right? Like, but I think it's also like, And then you it. revise it and you fix it. Yeah, right? which is that like, because so. the experience of working with them in the case of doing some, uh, let's say, code in Copilot. Um, I was just the other day because I was working on making some auto hotkeys, right? Really simple stuff. But again, like the, the extrapolation of it is just really nice. Where you could be like, hey, do this thing. And it's like, blah, and just does all of it without you having to specify much more. What's interesting about this, though, is that in the like the frame of this question being agitated about the marketing angle versus the sort of, I guess, the facts of the case. Um, there's also when I look at something like, uh, let's say it's like Stack Overflow, which is like you know, previously what you would use essentially as your GPT. Yeah, they're, they're probably not having that good of a time. They're probably days. not having a good time <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, but actually, there's a lot of like, News about that, but the reality was Stack Overflow was decaying rapidly before LLMs hit, and it's actually on because, its own. Yeah. Well, it's actually because the way that they've des- it's a design problem, which is the way they've designed that system holds on to outdated information really tightly. That's true, and doesn't true. yeah, and doesn't do a good job of updating that information. And in fact, co- sort of culturally and then by design, it actually makes it really hard to get up to date information. So it's actually as a thing, it's been decaying in value over time, just like Google search results, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess what I think about it is like, you know, if, if you said to me as a programmer, hey, there's this website where you can go and you could just ask any question and you'll get expert uh, expert opinion or expert advice back about that question. Um, you know, if you're not just told, go look at this other question, like as what happens with Stack Overflow all the time. Um, yeah. Then to me, like ChatGPT or whatever else, they, they have the same, when you're, especially when you're using Copilot or whatever else, they have the same thing going on, which is, it's just that it's instantaneous, full context and what it is that you're like looking at here. And so it's like, it, it's true that from a marketing angle, the 
the only way to boil this down to me, like, well, I guess what you're asking for is nuance and marketing, which is not what marketing does. Does that make sense? Well, it's, I, it's, like, I it's just a mismatch between the, like, the, the, the I think there's two parts to this though. Cause, cause the problem is we're talking in really broad strokes here, right? Because mm-hmm. the thing that I imagine the question asker is getting frustrated by isn't literally like all of marketing of all LLMs, right? They're, they're probably not mad about co-pilot marketing, right? Um, it's probably the same kind that's of stuff fair, that yeah. like the stuff that you see, like the hype, the stuff that's being hyped, right? Outside mm-hmm. of tech circles, yeah, which is really just like GitHub, Copilot, basically, right? Mm-hmm. But outside of, or like hugging face, like all the cool, just all the cool stuff is kind of like what the tech scene is looking at, right? It's just like, look how cool all the stuff is, right? But you go outside of that and you go into like consumer land outside of the tech space and the stuff where the hype is, is it's like the NFT vibe, right? It's like, it's the stuff that it's being sold there in a snake oil salesman way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're or already it's being, it's being deployed in very strange ways. So like, a, was it like a, was it Instagram or some, some somebody just, oh, the some stickers? company, that weird? no, they just, they just like added a thing, just like my AI and they just like integrated chat GPT into it. Snapchat, yeah. Something that like a lot of young people are using in particular. Um, it wasn't TikTok. I know that, but, but. And, and they just like added this when ChatGPT became popular using the API and stuff. And it was just like this, it wasn't an assistant, right? Because like you're just, you're just using like a photo sharing app. So like you don't need a, yeah, an assistant. Support. It was like, yeah. And so they just thought it was like, oh, AI is like really cool. And it'll like keep people on our just platform. Put it in everything. Right. And then of mm-hmm. course, like the consequences were they like, it started giving out some very not great advice. Oh, wait, wait, okay. I, I think I understand. People, you used to say that because Adam, you said put it in everything. Cause it's kind of yeah, like the blockchain it's, thing. Again, it's like, yeah, it's blocked. To me, it's like, there's, there's a blockchain I, I vibe you. to the broader AI marketing space. Like the stuff that people are hearing outside of the, yeah, yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of the place I mean, where people like know what's going on, and actually understand it. Yeah. You know, I, it's the same with, with NFTs. Like you get outside of that and it's like, sure. NFTs, like we said, don't have a real use because there are better solutions to every problem that NFTs can solve. But we can we <laughs> yes, can still absolutely. pretend that they actually have a use case because we, if you understand how they work, right, then it's a cool, interesting piece of technology. You can imagine ways that, that would work, right? But as soon as you move outside of that space where you kind of get what they're actually able to do, then it's all just like weird hype stuff that turns into snake oil salespeople. Right? right. But I guess what's what's weird though is that like for the most part it is true and useful to have AI integration in like just most fucking things. I mean like even my auto insurance policy, if it if they could fucking if they could get it get going and get so I could just ask a question and be like, hey is this what is would this mean? You know, and get like probably yeah, an But again like you just you need an AI to be like 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 there's there's times where I'm looking through some like uh like, yeah, I have, I have a life insurance policy yep. that has like something you can like put extra money into or whatever, like to, to grow it, mm-hmm. you know, but then like the rules about how much I can put in and when, and why, and whatever yep, yep. are extremely convoluted and are in like a 90 page document. Right. And like, you know how I would solve that problem normally is I would call my, my yeah, call financial a, advisor yeah, call somebody, who and somebody who has read that document and I'd be like, what the fuck do I do here? And then they would ask me a question like, oh yeah, how much are you wanting to put in? What, what are the, you know, and then they would look that they, they would look at the document and verify it. That's just what an LLM does. Right. And so, so again, it's like, there are so many scenarios where. Well, we, it's something an LLM can do if, can can, do if deployed way. well and accurate. And it may just yeah. lie to you, which is great too. But well, yeah. yeah. And I, but, but again, so may my fight, my fight. Yeah, it may think, just be wrong. That's, that's the discrepancy, though, is because like, because because we all know from basically birth, right, that people can be incorrect about stuff. People right? can be wrong, and yeah. the thing, and the and so the reason I, that I like to talk about, because Sam, I agree with you that I don't, I don't 
in my day-to-day experience of using GitHub Copilot, I do think of it as fancy autocorrect. I, I think we just, we just had different ways to think about it, right? But in other use cases and like ChatGPT and other kind of stuff, I don't think about it that way at all. It is a miraculously useful technology in a miraculously broad. Yeah, and I agree. Topic. It's yeah. extremely it's okay. useful. But, that, that's, but, I, that's, but where I, like, that's where my that's the only place my beef sits here. Is like yeah, yeah, calling no, yeah, it a fancy yeah. autocomplete is like. But a there's a reason that I like. <laughs> there's a reason that I like to do that though because. Calling it AI, first of all, is just, you can call anything AI because it doesn't fucking mean anything, right? But there's a societal <laughs> understanding of what AI yeah, means. I get you. This I is not it. This is not it. And the problem with it is that societal understanding of AI is basically oracle of truth. That's what it is. Just like, that's what it there's is. accuracy involved. This well, okay. Well, just to, just to clarify, there's, and like you'll hear this open AI there, the company, their goal is to create AGI, which is artificial general intelligence. So there's essentially, there's a lot of this. It's sort basically of like, a person brain. Yeah, so there's kind of like a few tiers of of artificial intelligence that researchers are trying to work their way through. But uh, e- but so AGI also is just a made up thing because because it doesn't have a unified definition. It doesn't have a unified definition. It's, it's almost like you'll know you'll know when you see it. You know, they mean human yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah. They're not and trying so, to make so, porpoise like porpoise AI, right? Like that's not. Ooh, yes. That's like mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so what they're basically trying to achieve then is like you know trying to get to this artificial general intelligence, which is something that has all the capabilities of a human brain. However you would try to quantify or yep, measure yep. or define that, but that's the yep. broad goal. And then there's a, a final tier, which is an artificial superintelligence, which is an AI that that has the equivalent uh, intelligence of Humanity. human society, like every human put together, basically, which is, an, you know, that's a, a bit of a jump, right? Yeah. But they're, they're all jumps. But the thing is, like, when, like Adam is saying, when people think about what an AI is, they kind of conceive of even something like ChatGPT as being closer to that artificial super and intelligence. And it feels like it like, is because it is, as Sam was saying. It's really saying, good. Experientially, it is. And I think that's yeah, the important. It feels yeah. like an oracle. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but because it, it actually, is accurate most of the time, you know, with, with regard well, to Well, like, again, depending, depending on how you treat it, the kinds of questions you ask. And that's, that's yeah. what the problem is because we're all actually coming to like ChatGPT and all this kind of stuff as like, People who think really carefully about this kind of stuff and who don't don't just believe stuff that we see and, and that kind of thing, right? Which is not how your average person approaches tech. Yeah, that's, that's just not yeah. how they do it. And so I like to treat LLMs and AI when I talk about it as disparagingly as I can to reinforce the idea that these are not magic. These are not truth tellers. These are not actual intelligences that can, you know, right? They and so I so I want to talk about them as tools and I was like that's the yeah. way that they should be talked about and so like fancy autocorrect is in a sense disparaging but again it's actually true to a certain subset of the experience with these things and like with 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 like my co-pilot experience right so I don't even think about it in disparaging terms when I'm talking about it that way that's how I'm thinking of it as like what the Just use case is for mm-hmm. using it as a tool for this particular subset of problems right but if I'm thinking of like because I think of like there's the there's the generative capacity which I think of as fancy autocorrect right which can be very fancy you know I'll, I'll agree with that right depending on yeah, what you're do, yeah the word fancy is doing a lot of heavy lifting <laughs> <of that. laughs> I, yeah, I totally I totally agree with that uh, but then there's the the other capabilities that it has of like summarizing uh, information right right and sort of sort of downscaling large amounts of information into you know yes. boiled down things which until really recently I found that was actually where I was the most worried because that's where people are going to go ask for things like, Hey, I want some advice on this financial document yep, right, right. that I don't understand. Right. And it's not an expert. It doesn't understand finances. Right. It's just really good at summarizing a document. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a lossy process. The same way that like making a JPEG image is a lossy process. Right. You or lose just, or just like asking it. somebody to tell you. Yeah, where, exactly. Because right. yeah, exactly. yeah. what expertise is, is basically being able to take an enormous amount of information and accurately 
convert it into a lossy format, right? Because you're to a model into a model that accurately enough describes it, which is. Yeah. But I think that's what I'm saying right. is like that's exactly the same process that marketing does with regards to a product, right? You have to take conceptually what's happening with the product, something like ChatGPT or these AIs or whatever else, and boil it down without all the asterisks of like, you know, BS, think about it, whatever. Yeah, so I guess what like, yeah, you do, but yeah, because this, this is why I always just say like, again, not meaning it even meanly, but like marketing is a process of understanding how to, how to lie in a, in a useful way, right? Well, or, um, I mean, more, I think more accurately, it's just, it's, it's a lossy format. Yeah, there's, it's extremely there's no lossy. way to mark. You but can't but this is the problem though, is if you're taking, if you're taking a account. lossy format though, of something that if people misunderstand what it's for and they're likely to misunderstand what it's for, then that's, that's where I would just say that's like, that's now moving from just dealing with a hard problem of like the lossiness of marketing where you're now moving into the space of just frankly lying to people. Right. And there's a, there's a line there because, like as you're saying, it's impossible to just successfully market something, to boil it down into a small enough thing mm-hmm. that represents it accurately that also engages somebody where they're at, right? That's already an impossible hard problem. There's no way around the fact that you're going to be inaccurate when you market something, right? But just how accurate you are and are allowed to be and the impacts of that are the thing that are sort of – I, like, I guess my point is that like – It's like marketing prescription drugs, Right. Well, kind of. I think. But I don't I'm think you should that, be allowed to. I don't think that what should I'm be. Saying is that it's, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not the case. Like in the case for for something that's uh, like ChatGPT or Copilot or else. The basically describing it as an AI in terms of how people conceptualize AI, given its utility in like such a broad number of things, is frankly the most accurate way to describe it, even if it's far overgeneralized. Right. It is. Yeah. Because. There is no the problem. Is that leaves a lot it. of space for the for the mystery. It always leaves a lot of space. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying. I agree with. I totally agree with the question. Actually, like it is unfortunate that that is the only term we have for this kind of a tool. But also, that is, I think, just the result of the fact that we've never had one of these. People are, people are calling them LLMs now. I think more, which I've noticed, like that people yeah. weren't using that word at all a year ago, and now they are actually calling them LLMs because I think that's a more people are starting to understand what that particular thing. Yeah, means, or they're right? they're now starting to attach sort of all these concepts of what these are. Yeah, yeah I, I would just think about this. this I think about this less as like less as lying and more just about like there's this kind of there's a necessary step to get people hyped about something. So uh, much in the same way that like, uh, it's like the, the new, the new trailer for the new wow expansion, which by the way, everybody should watch it, It's it, the new expansion is called the war within it's this trailer impressive. is so well made that like people from the film industry are making YouTube videos reacting to it and like trying to like figure out how they did some of the effects and stuff. And it's just like a couple people talking basically is what the trailer is, but it's just so fucking well done. Right. Um, but what does it have to do with the expansion? Yep, nothing. Right, like like it shows no gameplay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm agree with all this, but but what is the worst case scenario if somebody misunderstands that trailer? Yeah, uh, it's totally fine. There's no bad yeah. outcome to, to like to misunderstand that trailer. Oh yeah, but I think yeah. well, but, like but, but every the, single the point being like it doesn't matter what because like everything has to be marketed in the same way, which is which is emotional appeal first, details later. Yeah, details. Like, once yeah, you've got yeah, somebody yeah. in, you yeah. know. So uh, every every AI tool I've used so far has. I always actually included a line where it's like, this might not be accurate or this might be weird. Like this might be wildly yeah. inappropriate. So make sure Usually like in the tool itself, they'll have that. Yeah. You know, like right so I think that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's actually, that is new though. Cause like when these first started going on and also we're, we're only, mm. th- we are only operating in like the legit LLM space right now. Right. Like we're using open AI mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. co-pilot and that's basically it. Right. Um, there's like a thousand million startups right now. Do you yeah, doing AI stuff, right? And 
across the, this is not regulated, right? So across the board, they're not doing this, right? They're, they're doing it on occasion when they probably are going to be open to obvious liability if they don't, right? Mm. But that's kind of the only scenario where they're doing that's it because, yeah. because the incentive to treat these things as basically like magic Oracle assistance, right? Uh, that's where the that's where the hype value proposition is, and so if you can sell that idea, that's what you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm kind of I, I don't disagree with any of these things. I think to me that I think to me the the best parallel to this is basically like prescription drugs. Prescription drugs are a tool. They can accomplish mm-hmm. a task. They have been experiments have been done to show exactly what task they can accomplish, right? The idea of like marketing that on an emotive appeal. Which is what in the like other countries don't do this. The United States, for anybody unfamiliar, you can just fucking market drugs to human to people. You can just do that. But the way that you do it is you basically appeal it's emotionally. Yeah, it's just marketing. You, you just do. you just show somebody running through a field being so happy despite their psoriasis mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you just have some weird ass drug name and then a mil- and then a and then, a, <laughs> and then infinite disclaimers and they're like, talk to your doctor about this, right? Is basically how that always goes. Um, sure, but same thing applies to like car commercials, right? Or beer commercials, or like in any any commercial, it's it has nothing to do with the product. No, it doesn't. It's about, it, but again, but it does. But, yeah. but here we're talking about a product where it's a functional utilitarian thing that takes an input, has an output, that has a very specified range of what it's for, right? And that's the part that is not being properly respected, you know, because like with a car, yeah, you already know it drives you from fucking point A to point B. You know what a car is for, right? They're not, the advertisement isn't about that. It doesn't need to be because you already know what it is. They're, yeah, but the, the fact they're if, selling the experience of owning that car is actually like makes sense to appeal to the to emotion, right? But when it comes to like a, a toolkit that's trying to condense large amounts of information into small information that you can act on, right? Appealing to emotion there rather than like here's or rather than trying to like convey what it can actually do. But I, this is the problem. The limits like of a, it, you know. But it is a language model, and this is I think is the difference because if it were just a tool where you had like I don't know some fucking UI buttons to press and an input output thing whatever, and it did a thing, and it did whatever. a thing. I would agree, but because uh, well I guess actually I would I still wouldn't agree because you still have to sell it based on the emotional appeal of doing whatever the thing is that you're doing right. It's the whole thing about like I don't sell. Yeah, you can't sell a, ha- a hammer without having a twangy guitar in your commercial you and with like work boots. You, uh-huh. know? <laughs> you, you like can't just show like yeah, it's a hammer. And you can hit a nail in with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, buy the yeah, hammer. Yeah, and I agree. Like, I mean, this is, but it's the reason but, that we that we historically have had uh, regulation around how you're allowed to. Advertise. I think that that's me is what mainly the reaction, but which I think is like again, like I actually in talking about this, I don't ask, I don't disagree with the sort of the fundamental reality of what you're talking about, which is that they are not. I know that they're not oracle tools. And I know that people feel like they are, but I think the problem is actually a weirder, deeper one in a lot of ways, which is that at what fucking point could you ever ask a tool anything about anything and get a response back that made any sense? Like if you could go in your in your fucking I don't in your in your workbench area in your garage and be like, hey hammer, I was thinking about driving this nail in like this. What do you think about that? And the hammer's like, honestly, Steve, uh, it'd be better if you went to Home Depot about this particular nail. Yeah. And I just, then like, what? Also, I noticed a little tremble in your voice. You got some stuff you need to work through. Let's yeah. talk about that. Are you okay? <laughs> What's going on? You used a weird emoji just now. It's like- Steve, you kind of slept into that. What's get, going I, on? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I just think it's it's not territory that is able to, is going to be able to be But I think that's the interesting thing about it, right? Appealing, you know no, I mean? yeah, but that's the thing is, it's inherently emotionally appealing. Because you can talk exactly to it. Yeah, you just don't have to, to. Yeah, you don't have to lie about it. Yeah, right. But it, but the thing that is making this person presumably, uh, and and makes me angry and uncomfortable about it is that the, is that the marketing is actually lying about it. Again, not Copilot's not lying about it. OpenAI is not lying. OpenAI is like 
they're occupying the marketing space. They're doing some hype stuff. You know, they're like, they're on that edge because they're doing marketing. Yeah. Right. But they're not just out there like making up things that these things can do and applying them willy nilly to weird circumstances that we, we don't know for sure if they can really work well in. Like blockchain, right? Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah. Not, they're yeah. not doing I get, that. I get, yeah. I, get, I get that angle, but I think at the same time, it's like, I don't know what. I did. So actually, I, I just know, kind of fully I mean, disagree. Oh yeah, I'm not even saying there's something to do here. I'm just saying like, it's reasonable to me to be like, this makes me really it. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Sure. About yeah, how I, this I, so I just want to, I want to challenge the premise mm-hmm. where like any stuff that I've ever seen about LLMs, uh, like these tech events or whatever, um, it feels like they do pretty accurately describe what it does. And what you can expect from it. It's just that watching it is so exciting right? <laughs> that like when you see they're like, yeah, like here's an AI that we're working on that like you'll be able to ask it questions and it can it'll be able to like go through some PDFs and generate charts from the data or whatever. Right. You'd be like, generate me a quarterly earnings report or something. And yeah, like that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And like you can see somebody talking about that in a fairly straightforward way. Mm-hmm. Um and and you're just like, wow, this is fucking amazing, right? And so, like, it feels to you like this thing can do anything, even if nobody's really said that it can. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering, like, how much of this marketing is actually that, like, over-the-top hype versus just people are so hyped about it. Generalizing That the community things. discussions around these things oh, yeah. just I mean, have gotten yeah, out of control. It's all know? of the above. And I think, and maybe like, because I, I agree with you both that like in the spaces in which we're interacting with these things, I actually don't worry about this stuff that much. There's other stuff I worry about. There's a lot of ethics problems and stuff around oh, all of this, right? Those are uh, things, frankly. Yeah, those are the, those are the big <laughs> things. But but uh, I don't worry as much when I'm like, I'm going to use a co-pilot or open air yeah. directly because because they I do think they're doing a pretty solid job of of both doing cool stuff that is easy to hype and get hyped about without resorting to relying on your misunderstanding of how things work you know um, that I don't see that as a real problem and I, and I completely agree with that that there um, and I also now like since now all of my attention is there and not really in what else is going on in the AI space but in the a year ago. When these things were first starting to like really blow up, the stuff that I was seeing was not that. It was just like every fucking website was like, "Oh, you can make your own AI, you know, make your own AI to do X," and you're like, "All it was like this kind of stuff, right?" Mm-hmm. That was, and, and and my my suspicion is that that stuff is out there only just more of it and worse now, right? Because because mm-hmm. it's a scale thing. These things are becoming more affordable. You can get access to them more easily. You can resell access more easily, and so on, right? You're saying it just yeah, it becomes another one of the tech things, which is again, it's, yeah. a, it's like saying we have blockchain in our menu at a restaurant. Exactly. It's like but it's, why it though? is. And so I think, yeah, there's there's a there's a large segment of people who basically see the AI bubble that we're in right now um, as a bubble, um, but also as basically being synonymous with the NFT bubble, right? Um, right. And it's because of the charlatanism around it. The pro- the difference, of course, is that NFTs have no valid use case, right? Mm-hmm. Versus LLMs, which have fuckloads of valid use cases, right? Mm-hmm. It's just they also have fuckloads of invalid and they keep ones. and they keep growing too, like yeah, what really they rapidly. what they can do, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it's I, I. The other thing about this that I think is kind of an interesting final angle is that this is a tech. This is a tech bubble thing, as in like the bubble of conversation we are having. Yeah, yes. nobody outside yes, of tech gives a shit about AI. I've been trying to get my wife to like talk to ChatGPT about stuff when she asks me a question, and I'm like, she doesn't give a shit. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't want to talk to fucking ChatGPT. I'm like. But it's so cool. She's like, I literally so don't what? Give a yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, Why? and like, you go talk. You well, go you to, say you that, just, but but like, at every every major company right now though is like 
Oh yeah, they're trying to figure. It's going hard. They're talking about it. They're talking about it in their quarterly earnings reports. If you talk to any actual employee at those companies, they do not give a shit about this. Well, it's mostly because they're talking about it. They don't have enough access yet. I think is the main thing. But it's going to start. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Is like is like the the emotional hype bubble that we are in is tech people. That's true. Right. It's not, it's not yeah, like, well, it's yeah. like yeah. people, in, in the it's same like people out NFTs, there. But it, what is, but it's not, Quite it's coming though. from tech yeah. people. Right. But it's like NFTs, which just that, that in the same way that AI is and has been escaped the tech bubble because there's two bubbles. There's the, there's the, there's the inner bubble, which is like the tech bubble, which is where like your open AI and your copilot lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the outer bubble, which is where people pull on those things and pull them into other non-tech spaces for non-tech right. people. Right. And the same yeah. way we saw with NFTs. And, yeah. and you're that, saying the question's mainly about the second bubble. Yeah. To me, the question is about that second bubble. Cause to me, the ethics questions are the whole, all the bubbles. Right. Yes. But the questions of like the marketing and the, what people are trying to sell and claim these things can do all kind of stuff. Uh, I already feel really good actually about the inner bubble the tech bubble for yeah it's been pretty accurate like, how this has been talked about it feels pretty accurate um i'm getting annoyed sometimes when i see some of the integrations because i'm like this doesn't i know why you're doing it because you want to be able to say you've got it but this doesn't fucking do anything here mm-hmm. you know um but it but also i'm like it doesn't hurt anything though so whatever who cares right um but it's the it's the out once you get out, outside of the tech space that's where i that's just where i worry about it in the same way that i worry about nfts because like that's where, i don't just in the that's sense where the that damage like, happens you know yeah, but just in the sense that it, like my experience has been, it is nearly impossible to get somebody to use ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. uh, because because the because no matter how much I hype that's it, true. if I'm like you can you like you can do it whatever like you can have this thing write a help you write a book, you can have it give you advice, you can mm-hmm. use it like a therapist, you can have it write songs, you can use it to help you with programming, you can use it, blah blah blah. Right? Like, but of I course. think that's part of the problem, though, in my opinion, because because. You're talking about this, this like this one tool in, in its use cases and how cool it is, right? And you're also saying yeah. correctly, I think, that most people aren't actually even being exposed to it because they don't. They're like, none of this. They're even like, sounds they're like, what are you talking about? That's but just everything. They, but the way they <laughs> will be exposed though is in all of the little integrations that are, that are popping into yeah. all of the other things That's that true. they use, right? Whether those are right. a you're good saying, idea or not. You're saying there's a level of truthiness maybe accepted on that level, where it's like, let's say Bank yeah. of America is like. There's AI and you can ask questions about your shit. Be like, what you can do with it. And it's like, maybe it's inaccurate sometimes. Yeah. You know, and you start getting some overdraft fees. It's like, okay, yeah. I mean, whoops. I don't yep. know what an LLM is. So I just thought this thing had perfect knowledge and wasn't a, wasn't yeah. a fucking yeah. idiot. But to me, that's, that's like fully outside the realm of marketing and not just into implementation, right? Where it's like, if you put an AI, an AI in your, in your banking website and you, and it like pops up and it's like, Hey buddy, I noticed you're looking at some shit, like clippy style. Right. And it like starts interacting with with customer. Like if in that moment it's not framed in a way that the customer understands this is an AI that may not be able to accurately represent stuff, and if and that they should be able to like use that interface to contact a representative to get confirmation about things or whatever, right? Because people would vastly prefer to get a quick answer to something from an AI uh, than to wait forty five minutes listening to elevator music on the phone, right? Even if it's maybe slightly less accurate. And so as long as that implementation is framed that way. You know, I think it's fine. But I think to me, it, like, I think it probably not- still isn't because the question is: is how do you evaluate? If you don't, if the user of the thing isn't able to evaluate the response, like I couldn't evaluate the response if my if I was like going to my stockbroker and they were like, "Here's the here's the AI tool that tells you." Gives you advice on how to invest your stuff. I'd be like, I get, I get that. Oh, but cool! This game an answer. What do I? How do I evaluate I the, this? But right? the problem is that, like, I have this. I actually had this with um, 
uh, like a Best Buy thing. We were trying to get our, like a TV mounted and trying to just find an answer. Like, I didn't buy a TV from you, but will you like, how much does it cost if you come to mount it? Given that fact, right? Yeah. And then trying to figure out like what was in the subscription was I ended up having to call. I read through all the documentation of the website. Couldn't parse it. Okay. And read through yeah. Reddit threads where people were, People are, people are trying to figure it out, swapping yep. stories. And then I called and I talked to a person who has supposedly knowledge about this. And they were still kind of unclear about exactly how much it would cost. And I was yeah, like- Now imagine if an AI told you, because the AI doesn't know the answer either. Right? So, I've got, the thing is, I've so got, you, you could get that non-answer quicker. A, yeah, you could have gotten thing. a fast, incorrect answer. And then <laughs> it would have been just as hard as you described to then to find out if that answer yeah, was but correct. here's the thing. Even like with my, let's say- did some utilities improvement stuff. I got a heating pump, right? The the unit that they that I ended up getting didn't qualify for the rebate, right? Because of like oh. some particular thing. They thought it did, but it didn't. Okay. So again, it's like you're again you're, LLMs are people. I could yeah, yeah. I right. could not yeah. at the time <laughs> confirm this because I didn't I didn't know all Yeah, I'm not even saying that. people are good at this stuff. Right. Well this is what, this is what I'm getting at. It's like it's a question of like what? It's just that we know people aren't good at this stuff. And that's to me where the And people assume that AIs are yeah. infallible. Yeah. And if, yeah, and again, if you don't have a way to, because like, because yeah, because what you're talking about is you also don't have a way to evaluate if people tell you something, right? Which is true. That's true. You don't. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. It's all the same. And, the but an LLM is a layer in between the people who are making up the rules, right? Yes. And you, which means that in theory, then the people are who you go to, right? But to, to evaluate the thing. And they may also be incorrect. But the other, the other like consequence of this stuff is you think about the long-term consequences of like, you put the you put the thing good at summarizing information in the middle, right? There are then a couple of ways you can treat that. The good one is to say, "Oh, dope! Let's document the let's invest heavily in documentation and just like so that this thing has better so that answers. This thing has good answers, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's where our investment goes, right? Or you say, "Oh, now we don't need people, or we don't need anything. Now we can just like have this LLM that like parses these shitty documents spat out by our legal department, right, or whatever, right? And then over time, you get actually." less useful answers and lose the ability to evaluate them because now the people have all been fired so that because it's cheaper just to have the LLM do and stuff, right? But I feel like we're in there. So I don't know. Like I know we are. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. We're just in a learning phase. We're like, this stuff is very new. There are there are people in the tech space who all they do is talk about and think about LLMs, you know, mm -hmm. and have a pretty good handle on just like just how Imitations. accurate or inaccurate yep, yep. they are. Um, then you've got people like Adam's saying a little bit outside of that who are starting to get exposed to them, but are assuming that they're all knowing oracles, and those people are going to make some mistakes. Yeah, and they're they can gonna, be costly mistakes, putting on. They can be costly mistakes, yeah. but hey, you know, new tech—that's how it always happens, right? Um, because you can't you can't like get people hyped about something while also hedging it with like a thousand caveats, yeah. right? Well, you can. Like, no, you but can't. You yeah, I mean, you can't. You I've never like, been able to. Maybe you go you to the can. moon, but you might explode. Also, it's the fact that is space. what it happens. Kind of sucks up there. It's really when you're going to the moon, that was literally what happened. They were like, but that's not what JFK says. JFK doesn't say like, ah, hey, we're going to go to the moon. You might explode though. Here's seventeen. Also, it's well, going to cost. It's going to cost seventeen billion dollars. Yeah. You, the person he was marketing to, weren't going to the moon. He was just selling you a dope movie. You got to watch somebody else go to the moon. But there was no go harm to moon, that was going to come your way. Yeah, but the astronauts knew they were getting into. Yeah, but but point being like. With any with any new concept like this, there's just gonna, there's going to be this period where no matter how clear you are, like even if there was a perfect clarity of messaging from these companies, people would still just assume all kinds of bullshit about oh, yeah, no, what these things yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, and so ultimately, but, like but that's that's it, but that's where things need to be then dealt with, right? Is is the same with any other design problem? As you say, like okay, coming in as a person trying to integrate like an LLM into 
buy a tool or design something around LLM rooms or whatever. You have to figure out how are people going to meet this and make sure you right. design how it quickly. Clear. And yeah. yeah, and yeah. the problem is, is that again in that in that outer bubble, um, yeah, the responsibility is not, not there. Okay. There's no, yeah, people aren't going to take responsibility for stuff, and there's going to totally. be there's going to be some damage done, and it's going to be unfortunate. So, I'm just saying, yeah. if if but people uh, will wise up, yeah. an LLM, I guess you can call it a fancy autocorrect if you want, but I mean, oh no, not autocorrect, autocomplete. Autocomplete. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm a regular person. I'm a programmer. This <laughs> the thing is the like, same thing to me. It's the like, thing is, people are fa- people are just fancy autocomplete. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you say a person is a fancy autocomplete, then again, yeah. like, come on. Again, you LLMs know? are people. That's LLMs what I'm are saying. people. Yeah, it, yeah just go. treat the treat the output of an LLM the same as if you had a person do it. Yep. And you will, and you kind of just can't go wrong yep. with that. Well, right? yeah, trust assuming, it in the same way that you would trust a person. Yeah, assuming that you also don't trust people because, you know, it's really easy to also be like, oh, this person's the expert. So I guess what they say is true, which also is not true. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not true, but also like, you, you know, it's the best you have to work with. You yeah. know, like yeah. if Neil deGrasse Tyson tells me something about space, I, I, I kind of assume, like, I don't, I don't, I can't get my own fucking space telescope yep. and other stuff, right? Yep. So, like, I'm going to go with him on that, and he might be wrong, right? But Yeah, but if he tells well, you something about evolution, because you know, I've heard him talk some stuff about evolution, he's pretty wrong about a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But, he, but he's you know, right he's, enough to get the vibe across. <laughs> yeah. Like, I may, you know, maybe I'll make some bad decisions based on something, you know, he said, and uh, I'll learn from that, and I'll be like, okay, well. You know, yeah, it's like with anything, you, you know? Yeah, it's, it's all yeah. the same kind of stuff. It's just. Use your brain. Yeah. Use your brain, do your best, try to learn. The, the, make, the, problem, mistakes, always, the problem always when it comes to using your brain is that if you don't expect people to intentionally mislead you or just be wrong, either of those two things, right, then you cannot protect yourself, right? And that's But also, if you never trust people, did you also, I mean, that's fucking exhausting. Well, it's trust but verify. It's trust but verify. You know, it's, it's, well, it's yeah. trust but verify. And, it's, and the reason is like, because it's not even about trusting like if the person's being nefarious or not, because I usually give people good faith in their intentions, you know, mm-hmm. but the question, but I don't assume anything is actually correct, right? Yeah, but Adam's if, favorite phrase is, you can't possibly you, know Because the question is always, <laughs> what is the consequence if it turns out this was incorrect and I acted on it? Yes, and if it's correct, if it's not that big of a deal, yeah, then you, then can, who then cares? you don't yeah. need to spend all the time verifying. Yeah, it's like, just, okay, and just that, go and with that's it. where you then take yeah. an expert or, or a system that can, that can mimic expertise really, really well, right? And that's where you just say, okay, like, I'll just trust that because why, why spend the time being like, I'll verify it, even though there's literally no negative consequence to me if it turns out that that was wrong, right? Yeah. It's, so again, it's just trust, but verify if something's really important, get a second opinion, yeah. just like you would with a person. But LLMs you know, are tricky though, be because good. they're being intentionally used to answer your questions and create things for you, right? So they live yeah. in the space of consequences. And so that's to me where this is like really interesting and really good because that's why they're so fucking all I know is that I That's asked, also where they're scary. I asked ChatGPT mm-hmm. to make me a portrait of a monkey made of beans the other day and the consequences, I enjoyed the consequences. devastating. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the world was never the same yeah, afterwards. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, anyways, yeah, we can talk about AI all day, but we shouldn't because we got shit to do. Yeah, let's go. So and uh, that's all the time monkeys. we have. Bean monkeys. <laughs> bean monkeys. That's all the time we have for this week. We'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Sampa Costa, for putting the podcast together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you can just go to podcast.bscotch.net, where we have links to the Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the podcast archives. And as always, uh, if you could head on over to Steam and give Crashlands 2 a wish list, we'd really appreciate that. It helps give the game some visibility and uh, boosts it in the uh, in the Steam algorithm so more people can see it and have a good time with it. So we'd appreciate that as well. 
Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.